0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get ready for the final weekend of Premiership action before the World Cup. The SFA says VAR shows Jota was offside at Fir Park on Wednesday despite one of the cameras missing the footage. Uh, Rangers add Antonio Cholak to their lengthy injury list ahead of the trip to St Mirren. And Saints boss Stephen Robinson says he's just focusing on that game tomorrow amid speculation linking him with the Luton job. I'm Gordon Duncan. And joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. VAR is now top of the news agenda in this country And I've always <laughs> maintained that VAR is incompatible with the Scottish temperament And we are showing that now Celtic have made a case out of the Jota goal Or non-goal And that has put it to the top of the news agenda However, I do think that Celtic at Tynecastle and against Dundee United last weekend Were victims of VAR Or bad refereeing uh, And they do feel sore about this But Jota was not a goal According to the technology And we have to obey the technology Well with that then we just move on Just everybody everybody agrees it was offside it's, And no one will argue between now and 8 o'clock I think Hugh's just cleared it all up for everybody <laughs> listening, All the listeners right, out there right, It's, we'll, it's we'll offside, it wasn't a too. goal, no problem Again I can I understand why the Why the question was posed About the angle and everything But the technology is the technology So, uh, And off, offside is one of these things That we don't really have to debate too much Because it's black and white So uh, but as we knew when VAR was coming in, we always knew we were going to have these debates and these things based on the on handballs, based on tackles, red cards, offside not being one of them. 01419511025, pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. If you're still on the VAR wagon, then that's absolutely fine. You decide. If you'd rather talk about the actual football that's taking place this weekend, how are you feeling about it, Rangers fans? This injury list is getting worse and worse. It's the last game before the break, of course, but now no Antonio Cholak. And big games up and down the country tomorrow, Hugh. A six-game Saturday to send us off to Qatar. Well, we're not going, of course, uh, with a bang. Giovanni Brockhurst is going game to game. It's as simple as that. If he were to lose in Paisley, then this whole debate would catch fire again. That's what the man has to live with right now. Morelos will come in and take Cholak's place, and Morelos could really be doing with putting in a performance for Rangers. They have pandered to him, and that's their fault. They have let him get into a comfort zone He doesn't look as if he's anything like the player that he once was for Rangers But if ever Giovanni Van Bronckers needed him It's tomorrow Should be some weekend Kenny Yeah it will be Again big games like you say It's the last weekend before the World Cup Well last weekend the top flight action Before the World Cup And it's a break that there's so many teams will be welcoming I think I mean, Rangers definitely been one of them I think Hearts another team uh, who have had a real Heavy schedule uh, in this first part of the season, get a lot of injuries as well, so definitely they too. But I think it gives teams the opportunity. There'll be some teams that don't want the break because they're in decent form, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a long four or five weeks. I know that, Gordon. Do you know the intriguing one for me tomorrow? Apart from the obvious St. Bernard against Rangers, and I Celtic think you're going to gonna say Morton Partick Thistle. No, I'm not. Ah! I'm going, to say, I'm going to say Kilmarnock against Hibs Because here you have a Hibs side Who've lost five of their last six games The fans are not at all happy with Lee Johnson And the kind of football that they're watching And they're coming up against Kilmarnock 
who have now gone rock bottom of the table and took a four goal hammering at Tannadice during the week. Big day for Derek McInnes and Lee Johnson tomorrow. Uh, let's go to the phones straight away 01419511025. I think we've got a couple of Jerry's on the line, do we? Jerry, uh, yeah, right, Jerry number one, take it away. Jerry and Kilwinning. Hi, hi, Gordon. Uh, great to be back on the show. Um, I'm going to try and be rational and reasonable and not lose the plot. So nah, that won't, that'll, that'll never work on here, Jerry, I'm afraid. Right. But for the record, let me just state for the record, I do not believe there's a bunch of guys in dark robes in some town hall in Lark Hall making decisions against Celtic. What I am asking the question of, though, is what is the reason that they gave Jota's goal as being offside? We have all seen the footage on Sky Sports that shows him to be apparently onside. Now, I've read the statement today from the SFA, and it's very carefully worded. I'll give them credit that they must have consulted a lawyer. Because at no point in the statement, I may be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I'm right, at no point in the statement does it specifically say that the Hawkeye technology proves that Jota was offside. What it says is Hawkeye is used to make these decisions, and then the subsequent VER review, the decision was made. What I would like to know, and what I would like the Scottish media, such as yourselves and the BBC and whoever else, to ask the question, how was that decision come to between the officials in the VER room and Willie Collum. I don't think that's unreasonable. I think that's fairly rational. What do you think? Yeah, oh, listen, I don't think any of it's unfair at all. It, it probably just comes down, Jerry, to you almost just have to trust. You don't have to trust the technology. I can't make you trust anything, but but that's ultimately what it is. So there was a, a human error, if you like, on the camera operator in the, the half nearest the goal that Celtic scored into. So my understanding is There's been a, a few things said about that I think some of it's a bit inaccurate But basically My understanding is that Camera operator Just missed the, 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 You know Jota's run was just out of shot Or whatever And therefore that camera wasn't conclusive And The whole point of this Hawkeye business The expensive technology Is that it is calibrated To the point where you can use the camera As bad as it looks by the way To you and me and everybody else You can use the camera in the other 18-yard line And because the lines are calibrated It pops up on their screen and says offside At which point they back up the on-field decision Which was offside I I mean, that's the process But let me ask one question, Gordon And again, pardon my ignorance Why did we not see the lines for Is it simply the technical error? Mm. Missed the technical error We saw the lines for Paul Tierney's goal 10 minutes later Yeah But we didn't see them For Jota's goal Yeah well again That, that, well, that makes me suspicious I've got to be honest with you That well, just makes me suspicious But uh, Ross Tierney But again that's because That's the right side isn't it So it's easier to do that You've got a better You've got a better image Because it was at the It was in the other 18 yard box And the camera got that one um, And ultimately Once the uh, You've got to kind of separate You know who's responsible For what here Jerry. Once the lines Get Drawn Or whatever That, that then that then just becomes a, a host broadcaster decision as to, to what to show and, and what not and when what angles are available, you know? Okay, right. Listen, even... I'm not going to say, for example, that Jota was definitely on site. He may very well be offside. It's just the fact that we as fans are not seeing the proof of that, the absolute mm-hmm. conclusive proof, which is very frustrating. But just, just on a side note, right? Just on a side note, the camera angles cannot be used as an excuse for the foul in Starfield not being a red card. Camera angles cannot be used as an excuse for Michael Smith's handball a couple of weeks ago. So, where, where is the 
what is the uh, consequences of those bad decisions on the officialdom? Yeah, no Jerry's bang on on that, Hugh. These yeah. are the ones. These are the ones that there is like an actual. Old school debate on if you like Jerry can say I thought Josh Morris Should have been sent off uh-huh. You can say I don't think so Kenny can say Yes it was I can say no it wasn't Same with the Michael Smith handball um, For the record I believe Josh Morris Should have been sent off I believe that Michael Smith conceded a penalty At Tynecastle And I also believe That the Penalty given To Dundee United At Celtic Park Last weekend Was laughable And to add insult To injury Alessandro Bernabe is booked into the bargain for something he had no knowledge of. The problem we have here revolves around the Jota case. Uh, now, operational failure this early into the implementation of VAR makes us look Mickey Mouse. Uh, however, the ref, the assistant referee at Fir Park had his flag up for offside. If all of the cameras had failed to come to a conclusive decision... The flag raised by the assistant referee Would have counted And would have been the telling hmm. verdict I mean a few weeks ago It's just offside And then we just argue about it And we never really know for, for sure But obviously but the, the, people the, wanted the, Naively or not You know people hoped That they would, it would always give That sort of cast iron proof And the level of proof yeah. that they want Hawkeye Wherever they're based You know That's They believe that their technology Can judge from that so-called dodgy camera angle yeah. that you saw the lot, they say it was offside, and our technology is capable of and that, and that's why you've paid the money yeah, for it. Yeah, that's fine. And people don't need to believe it. That, the, but that's just yeah. The, the, the Jerry, I'm going to address you personally here. You, you know, the the phrases that Celtic fans hate. The referee made an honest mistake. It's been thrust in everyone's face for years, and now when you have operational failure. The Celtic mm. fans just don't believe that either. But human error can occur, Jerry. And at the end of the day, Hawkeye has shown from whatever it was on the ground that Jota was offside and the assistant referee at the ground believed at the time he was offside. So we're back to where we started, Jerry. Honest mistakes and operational mm. failure. Yeah, I mean, operational failure would be a new one though, Kenny. I mean, how, how do you feel about this one? It's very easy to say... And I'm, by the way, I'm not saying Jerry's not valid in, in having arguments with these things, but last night's got well nothing to do with, or two nights ago, you know, Michael Smith's handball or Starfield's tackle or um, whatever, what other ones have we had? Livy got a man sent off, there's been penalties retaken, all that sort of stuff. Wednesday would be the first example of that, that sort of operational failure where one camera didn't catch it. And Hawkeye, the SFA, the production company All say, well, fortunately The other camera is good enough With the technology we've got That was factually offside And then it's up to everybody else If they <clears throat> stomach that or not And you know, like You know what my thoughts are on VAR Again, I said it even at the start of the show That offside is offside It doesn't take away from the fact that That doesn't look good Absolutely you know, for, for our game You want for better, VAR, don't you? Absolutely And you want the red and the blue lines And you want to have a look And you want to actually be think mm, Actually, yeah, it actually does look offside well, from that angle, 60 yards away, there's nobody who can look at that and give any conclusive either or, whether it was offside or not offside, from that angle. This is where you have to trust the uh, the technology. Again, I'm I'm a sceptic on that type of thing as well. Maybe a little bit like Jerry. What I would say is, I, d- I didn't think the Michael Smith, I've said it many times, I don't think it was a penalty. Uh, I did think it was a sending off last night. 
But these are different decisions. You have to trust the technology when it comes down to these things because it's in the game now uh, and that's the way it's going to go. And, yeah. the, re- and the, the assistant referee did give it. So he did see, oh, I think Jota's offside. So he's gave it. It's been backed up by the technology. Do you get any calls on saying what a brilliant decision by the linesman? Give no. that guy a pay rise. No, no. Uh, Thank you, Jerry. Right to the other Jerry. This one's in Uddingston. What's your take on it all, Jerry? Good evening, guys. Um, I don't don't think the technology did back up the referee's decision. If you if you look at the the comments, and I was very intrigued to see the SFA's uh, use of words today, which was uh, backed up that Jota was offside when he received mm-hmm. the ball. See, just doesn't matter. See, on, see on that, Jerry. I, I must admit, I read that myself, and I thought, well, what's got. I know one that is very, no football fan cuts the National Association any slack. Do you think that that's probably just clumsy wording, isn't it? I'm, I'm not sure they're trying to rewrite the offside rule. I mean, seriously. Surely, but surely the the you know the guys that look after their game should know the offside. But that's what I mean. They they will, won't they? And I, I mean, fair enough. If you disagree, if you think that they have made a decision based on when Jota received it, rather than the ball was played, I, I can't change your mind. But I would I would like to assume even we. Um, can't make a mistake of that magnitude. No, and I mean I think the issue we've got. Listen, I'm not a fan of VAR. Um, I think the issue we've got is not VAR. It's the fact that we've still got the same incompetent officials that we've always had using VAR. Um, what's that got to do specifically with the offside call? Well, but there was two calls. There was two calls in, in Wednesday night. Was the, the offside? I don't think he was offside. Other people do. That's mm-hmm. fine. But, but that bit's got nothing to do with incompetent officials, does it? Really? Because they just rely on the technology at that point. Well, I mean, the decision they made, in my opinion, was incompetence. The second decision, after the red card, and I was quite intrigued to hear Kenny because saying that he didn't think it was a red card. No, he did. I'm no surprise. I'm no surprise. I did, sorry, apologies, Kenny, if I misrepresent you. How, how the referee then can decide that that tackle, which was high, it was reckless, it was at speed, he books him, reviews the decision, and continues with, it, with the booking. I think, you know, that, I mean, Willie Collins might, might be one of our best referees. The guy... Uh, is a poor referee in my opinion and, and the fact that he's one of our best is, is telling in the, the poor uh, officials we have I couldn't dispute anything you said Jerry, with regard to the competency of our referees I believe they're of, of a poor standard I do agree that I thought Michael Smith was a stonewall penalty I also believe that the decision to book Burnaby and give Dundee United a penalty was laughable mm. At the same Again, time Just quickly on that one Is that out of line time, With any other handballs That we're seeing across In order to balance yeah. the, the case here I do not think That Andrew Shinney And the handball Against Celtic Was a penalty uh, So It it This VAR mm. system Everything about it We did have The <clears> chief executive <throat> Of the SFA Ali uh, uh, Maxwell No Stuart Stuart Okay <laughs> The goalkeeper, that's all, yeah. Yeah, that's not sure either. I've got myself <laughs> mixed no, up. Ian. Ian. Ian Maxwell. Ian. I, should, I was wondering where you were. Well going. I'm here. Uh, he, did say, he did say it'd be horrendous for three months, and my goodness, he was correct. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you can never get supporters to accept swings and roundabouts. Andrew Shinney, I didn't think, was a penalty, but Celtic got one. Michael Smith, I thought, was a stick on penalty, but Celtic didn't get one. Uh, and here we are. But as I say It's yeah. just unfortunate the, the operational failure Has made us all Look Mickey Mouse I just feel Kenny That Whilst we're all entitled To have gripes it's pro- I think it, it is important To not always Lump them all together Because Jerry See if Jerry feels that, that that was an incompetent decision Not to send 
um, Josh Morris off for the tackle on Starfield Fine But I keep hearing this Ah but it's the same incompetent officials that's running it The hype today The headlines are all about Jota And actually There's no The, the only guy who's made a subjective call For want of a better expression On the Offside Is the assistant Who has to just call it like that Puts his flag up After that no, no, no one in the VAR They're not looking at the screen going mm, Do we think that's offside It's the Hawkeye bit that provides it So on that specific <clears> one <throat> The offside not, sure, not the official's fault at it's, all It's not the official's fault On that particular I understand the, the, the arguments behind The the scepticism behind the decision Because of the camera angle And even there might be Perception's important isn't and it And there might even be people That, that question the calibrations Of the lines And, oh, and all geez, this kind of stuff You know <laughs> It's as simple as that But we have we have to in our game take these offside calls as a statement of fact. This is not incompetent refereeing or a poor decision or human error. It's a statement of fact because offside is offside. And VARS mm-hmm. came in and it's been proved worldwide that the techno that the technology works. And in these situations, it is black and white. Everything else that Jerry's talked about is, you know, Hugh saying it balances. It's not about balance. I think every team has to understand over the course of the season they're going to be hard done by on our red card. They're going to be hard done by on penalties for or or no getting them or against. That's just the nature of the beast with our because it doesn't clear up. It is open to interpretation, and it will be down to these guys that Jerry's talking about. To interpret the mm. situations How they see it On that given day uh, I'll tell you what Ange Postacoglu's got some Interesting thoughts on it I'll bring them to you next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans And Kenny Miller Are here There's a big weekend To look ahead to But still It's a certain VAR Drama that is dominating the headlines today So feel free to keep that coming Or change the subject if you want It is up to you Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu uh, He had his say today And I know the Celtic fans generally uh, Like listening to what he's got to say on it He was clearly asked about this Jota business And uh, here was his response Look, I've already said To me it's not about the decisions I, st- I still think even with VAR There's going to be deci- decisions that are that are contentious all along to me it's just about the process and it's it's why I was uncomfortable with the fanfare when we introduced it everyone was it was the talk of the town VAR's coming as if it's something that you know is brand new Australia which you know everyone seems to think is a backwater had VAR four years ago it's not a new thing it's not new it's been around for quite a while referees in our league who referee in Europe have used it we make it out as if this is really big thing and big expectations and yeah, for me, it should have just been, well, you know what, we've, we're prepared, we're ready, we're bringing it in, let's get on with it. But, you know, we've made this big fanfare and now we're, we're saying, you know, expect teething problems. I don't know why there would be teething problems for something that's been around for four years, you know, five years. I don't even know how long it's been around. Like, if we're not ready, don't start with it. Just wait till we're ready, you know, and, and then get going. So for me, it's not about the decisions. Whether, you know, they're saying Jota was offside. They have evidence of that, obviously, Whatever that evidence is, is is with them, and and that's fine. And even if they're wrong, I don't care. You know, it's a decision. Like there's plenty of wrong decisions. For me, it's the intrusion it has on the game. You know, like I said, it's why I was uncomfortable with the whole week leading up to it that we're sort of making this whole fanfare about something that is not new. It's it's been around for quite a while, and we should be just saying, look, VAR's coming in this weekend. We're comfortable with it because you know we, we've done all the trials. Everything's ready to go. Let's get on with it. He sounds okay with. Uh- yeah. Accepting of the, the Jota decision um, It's more the overall impact I believe and always have believed That Ange Postecoglou is a, an eminently fair-minded man He said there that 
even if there was a mistake made, whether it's the game against Motherwell or any other game, then mistakes happen. The point at which I disagree with Ange is that I don't think we'd ever be ready. You know, the, mm. he seems to be of the opinion that we brought it in before we're ready. I believe that the SFA believed that we were ready, and now, mm. three weeks in, we've got operational failure, yeah. and no one quite sure what is going on. See, to be honest with Kenny, again, if, we, if we're sticking to specifics on the other night, because I'm assuming that's what everyone's talking about, that was the question that Ange Postacoglu was asked, I don't, I don't think that is a teething problem, is it? I, I don't think that's a sign that you're not ready. You've got a camera operator that missed Jota's run. And by the way, apparently, and Ange Postacoglu seems okay with this, the right decision was made. I, I don't know if in two years, three years, five years' time, I can't gar- I, I wouldn't feel comfortable guaranteeing that wouldn't happen again. I mean, what, nine weeks ago? Do you remember was a rot one in Serie A where Juve had a goal offside, but the player was 50 centimetres onside? They just completely... Got it wrong English Premier League Four weeks ago Leeds and Arsenal Players hauled off After 23 seconds Because of a power failure No VAR I think we're kidding ourselves on If we think that one day We reach a, a perfection On this right, stuff Because you don't seen, We've also seen a goal At an Aston Villa game That was a goal That the VAR Couldn't pick up on Because the ball was so close To the post Came in the goal Went outside the other side Of the post And the goal wasn't given So you, there is issues You know I just don't think it looks great. See when you hear, see if there's an operational failure that there's a camera shut down or that. I think that's fine. But to miss something, I, I think I think that's yeah. that's no great. Oh, it's not. I really, what I mean is, it's, it's just it's a human error, it's, isn't it's, it? It's so a what, human error. The point I was trying to make is the notion that Scottish football isn't ready. Who's to say that in three years a, a camera operator doesn't miss something else? Well, listen, that's nonsense. I don't think Ange was saying we weren't ready. I think he was just making that point. If we thought we weren't, then we shouldn't put it in. I and think I think when you say we're not ready for it, it's more about the psychology of our nation mm. Scotland and our will people. Never, ever be ready for it because it's incompatible with the Scottish <laughs> temperament. But that was resident psychologist Keevans there. And, and, and you also used the word intrusion, and that word is accurate. It's become. Now I'm parking Jota and all controversies to the one side It has VAR become a bad intrusion into our game Because fans don't like it It's putting fans off the game It's taking too long to make decisions It has generally become a pain in the backside We should have known that though shouldn't we Because I think we've all watched TV It's it's, it's, no, it's not great for a supporter experience but now we're finding out the hard way, I guess. Um, let's bring in Kez, who's a Celtic fan. What's your thoughts tonight, Kez? Uh, I'll tell you what it is, guys. I was at the Livingston uh, Aberdeen game on Tuesday. Um, there was three uh, pretty debatable handball penalties given. And I came away from that game. It was a good game and all that, but I came away from the game thinking if the referees are a bit gung-ho, obviously the implementation of VAR with, with handball penalties, will managers particularly in the lower half of the league, will some of these managers think to themselves, do you know what, we'll, we'll maybe have to kind of rethink um, our principles and how we play and play a more direct game because every time the ball goes in the box, there's a penalty. So my concern is that the product that we put on is that, that we lose good coaches because they say to themselves, well, why, why, should I, why should I bother to develop players in a good style of play when 
Any time the ball's fired in the box, there's penalties given. Do you think we're different, though, Kez? Because I'm looking, you know, watch a lot of football as I'm sure you do, and I, you know, I, I know you're a Celtic fan, so I see Matt O'Reilly's handball in the Champions League, which seems just as ludicrous as as any of the rest, maybe even one of the worst. I remember we, we always mention it in this show uh, in the weeks that passed. Connor Goldson had a ridiculous one um, in European qualifiers for Rangers, so it, it's rubbish. I, I completely agree with you, but are, are we that different to anywhere else? I mean, uh, maybe just because it's, it's new, but it just seems we're getting a wee bit giddy about the whole thing where every time the ball goes in the box and the slightest touch, and you think to yourself, that was, if VAR wasn't here and it was a referee, they would, for me, they would be more sensible about it. it has to, you have to kind of prove beyond all doubt that it's, you know, that it is a penalty. Mm. There is no think, be, uh, also. Come in the resident psychologist again There is no beyond reasonable doubt in Scotland Never will you get unanimity uh, With regard to how managers and coaches send out the players We've now got the situation whereby defenders We're talking about your arm is in an unnatural position What's the most unnatural position of all? That's defenders standing with both hands yeah. behind their back Because they're thinking... If this ball goes anywhere near my arm It's an automatic penalty The handball nonsense Has become the biggest bugbear of all Since VAR came in Yeah, the stats on This was Wednesday before kick-off So remind me, was there any more on I think that game Kez mentions was Tuesday night, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Was there any on Wednesday? Yeah, there was There was one at St Mirren on Wednesday night So, before kick-off on Wednesday it was 63 games played before VAR 63 games, 17 penalties Since VAR, 20 games, 13 penalties And then there was another one for St Mirren that night In what was a, a four game card So you, you had the arithmetic up um, well, I heard Davy Martindale after the Louis Aberdeen game say If there's consistency If we agree that every time Absolutely mm. every time Without exception A ball hits a player's arm It's a penalty Now Do we get that consistency? I very much doubt it No I feel like we're nearly there Celtic fans are saying Oh well That's funny Michael Smith mm. It seems like since then Kenny I can't recall many That have hit a hand That haven't been given I know there was a big debate The other night on Twitter <clears> About Hearts and Rangers The two guys in the show Last night were adamant That it just hits Ben Davies' face And there's, yep. there's no more to be said um, So Yeah Look Michael Smith feels like the outlier Without arguing about that specific decision Does it feel like we are now in a situation Pretty much where it, they're all getting given if, if the hand's up in any way It looks that way now Because um, some of them have been ridiculous I think Bernabe uh, and Shinny Those for, for me have been really outrageous Matt O'Reilly in the, in the Champions League But it's uh, See the th thing is least that's clarity See if that was mm. If that was what it was going to be then it's clarity because what you're going to do when you don't have that, you're going to have similar situations, similar incidents where one's given and one's not. And that's where you can start talking about the consistency. I say that before VAR was even a thing, that that should be the rule because you've had cities where referees see the handball but think, well, it's not mm -hmm. deliberate. There's no such I mean, thing. Did they not try it in Spain There's or no something a couple thing. of years ago and it was like any handball and then it becomes daft because it's where we're at. That's what we're saying. That's what, that's what we're debating right now. Are we actually at that moment? Whereas a handball is a handball. You know, that is, that, that is it. A handball is striking the arm. It's a handball. It could be in this climate that we're in right now. That could mm. be given as a penalty. To touch back on what Kez was saying about styles and saying, 
No, it's nonsense. There's no, managers are not going to make their, 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 their team selections or their tactics decided yeah. based on a handball rule. Kez, the big one today is obviously the, the, the stuff about offside where a combination of the SFA and the technological provider and say that is offside. They couldn't provide as clear an angle as people wanted, but they're confident in the technology. Do you have any thoughts on that one? I just, I, I, personally, I don't think we're ready. I mean, even at the Livingston game I was at on Tuesday, when the decisions were being given, there was no, there was no screens to, you know, to communicate with the fans what was, to, what was actually happening. So it was quite a, for for a supporter, you know, in a stadium, mm-hmm. it's quite a, conf, it's quite a confusing process unless, unless there's been, actually a screen. That is, that is important. Hardly though. any of our stadia have got screens. Yeah. And in okay. fact, I'm actually someone told me that not even all, not all the English Premier League. Grounds have screens Believe it or not But anyway but, I, I could be wrong on that We have a, a, a VAR system Which is the one that This country can afford Because As voted for by The clubs The of clubs course. Yeah And uh, you can't ask Livingston Or Motherwell Or whoever To restructure their ground For big screens They can't afford it So It's imperfect It will always be imperfect There's no such thing as We weren't ready the country will never be ready. We have to go on and battle through this. And when Ange Postacoglu says, we've had it in Australia for four years, he's quite right to make that point. However, in Australia, you won't get what we've got here. But, but, but to a point, yes, because the intensity, but you were there, you, yeah. you, you called. It was carnage. Exactly. So it was absolute it, carnage. It still happens Honestly, everywhere. First game of the season in a new job, we're given a penalty for a Graham Doran shot. It's a handball, hits his hand. Stopping the ball Travelling towards the goal See the good thing is Kenny's let that one go He's not feeling passionate <laughs> About it anymore right well, but, but listen Penalty given Looked at VAR yeah. No penalty uh, Right Hugh's a Motherwell fan Hugh It wasn't you That was in charge of the cameras Up in the main stand was it? No I actually thought It was Gordon Dale listen, um, He can't even There's various <laughs> things He can't work And that would be one of them So uh, Good evening guys How are we doing? Um, the reason why I thought I tried to go on last night As well Because uh, I'll go on to my main point in a minute um, about obviously the Celtic fans and one about Jota's goal that's been proven that, that it was offside so get over it anyway the, about VR, Mullow has been done in for the last three weeks and I'll explain why Aberdeen Fifth Park two penalty claims or two penalty incidents that could have been penalties within the space of 10 seconds not even checked with VR. and you've seen Jim Goodman's reactions to the referee on the highlights he was saying is that it over can you not check you actually physically seen him asking the referee that and he went celebrated um, second one Hearts on Sunday Craig Gordon pulls uh, mulled down they go to VAR gets checked where's the second yellow card there isn't one so there's a second defence at uh, the second instant then again on Wednesday night against Celtic uh, I sat in a Cooper which is just about six rows back from the goal and you can physically see Hitati kicking out at O'Donnell when Hitati's on the floor and O'Donnell's trying to get up and run away he kicks out and brings him down again Liam Kelly's going absolute mental about the instant not a check but the main one is the throw-in that led to their second goal the player's not even on the park why is that not getting checked? I don't hear Celtic fans moaning about any of those instants that uh, was an astonishing one Again there's a couple here um, I am not 100% sure Someone can correct me Again I'm always keen to be specific here I don't know if VAR ca- rules out the Celtic goal because of that The reason being I think my understanding would be the attacking phase of play uh-huh. For Celtic 
Would begin when David Turnbull collects that ball And that's the point that VAR would go back to If you want to just talk old money And just refereeing decisions Should the referee have Or the assistant or whatever Have asked for that throw-in to be retaken Or, or whatever it may be That's probably a different issue now, now we come back to the question of the naked eye Haksabanovic makes no attempt whatsoever To influence the flight of the ball It just strikes him By accident And from that moment the ball eventually goes to David Turnbull Turnbull puts forward a tremendous pass And Maeda scores a goal um, So yeah That was an error But who do we blame for that one then? Oh whoever you like I mean It's like, a referee error That's what it is Because he, it should have been given But the, the man's just missed it I mean the, in the, the heat of battle The man's missed it But Again But this is where like yeah. and, and for Hugh's point Like Every team has the decisions Fight for justice for, for their own team's Poor decisions against them Whereas that I mean those Motherwell ones they're, they're, For me they're, they're, they're quite Blatant You know they're definitely They send an offer to Gordon Are you trying to tell me here That Motherwell are the team That are being hard done by By VAR I can get on board With this type of discussion <laughs> I, th- I, th- I well, think you should you Particularly know, on that goal but I'm glad them, you said it Not me The Gordon incident Passes beyond All human understanding why that's not a second yellow and therefore a red, I do not know. It's as blatant as you'll ever see. I've got Celtic fans tweeting though, Hugh. They want to know if Josh Morris should have been sent off for a foul on Carl Starfelt. Uh, I think it, it, it's probably 90% a, a red card. I do, I, I do agree with that. There do we agree go. With we've, we've got him up to 90%. I don't know if that's satisfying. See, Hugh, Hugh uses the language of Scotland. Motherwell, and I quote, have been done in. Yeah, quite right. And and that's that's why VAR is incompatible with Scotland as a country. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Again, my second plea of the night, and or, or the offer, I should say. If you want to talk about football matches tomorrow taking place and what they mean and what they don't, and injuries and all that sort of stuff, and availability of players. You're more than welcome Now would be a good time to do it We'll hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst next He's going to be without Antonio Cholak tomorrow How big a day could that be for Alfredo Morelos? 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Let's hear a bit from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst uh, because he has been doing his press duties today uh, Looking ahead to the game tomorrow A massive game against St Mirren uh, in Paisley So he says the World Cup break is coming at the right time uh, Because of their injury problems Also thinks it's vital Of course they pick up three points tomorrow Of course it's big, you know, big points uh, Especially after the, the game we lost in the weekend uh, So it's, you know, that's very pleasing You know, first of all for you know, for the team, for the club to get uh, to get the win and three points, and uh, I think that's all that matters at the moment. It's you know, I'm a coach, you know, who, who always um, you know speak about the club, the team, and less you know for my own personal you know. So I'm really happy with the win today. You know, first of all, that's the wrong clip of Giovanni Van Bronckers for goodness' sake. Anyway, the headline news is that. Antonio Cholak will miss tomorrow, oh. Kenny. The Rangers fans must just feel like it never rains but it pours on the injury front. 
Yes, one after another at the moment. Uh, it's getting to that time. Uh, you know, they've had a lot of games. It's been the end of a hectic schedule, which has already had a, a depleted squad. So maybe players have been put under a little bit more strain than what they could have had. They had a full complement of players available to Giovanni. But it's a big loss, you know. But what it does, again, we've said it all season, you've got two forwards there. Both want to play. Both probably got a case to play. Less so in Alfredo's case over the last kind of month or so, I would say, because he's maybe not quite done enough in the minutes that he's had. But... He's now got the opportunity to go to St Mirren tomorrow, uh, stake his claim to get his jersey back because it has been his over the last four years and it's a game where Rangers must win. Simple as that. And he'll be at the forefront of the team looking to get the goals to get that one. But I think it's a measure of how far Alfredo Morelos has fallen when Kenny Miller can say Cholak is a big loss and Rangers will now need to revert to Morelos. It used to be that Morelos was unequivocally the number one man but he's let himself down, he's let his club down, uh, and uh, tomorrow Rangers really need him to rediscover the player he used to be. And the only reason I do say that, Hugh, is because even watching the other night, I actually thought it was... It was, it was a shame to see Alfredo, for me, not performing at the levels that we've seen for four years. Even he goes through and he's 1v1 with the player in the box and he kind of stumbles and fumbles, ends up falling over and think it went out for a goal kick. He's just not at the top of his game because if Alfredo is and he's in the right headspace, he's a wonderful player. We've seen it so many, I think it's 115 goals, a goal every other game for Rangers, big goals in European games and huge performances. He's been a massive part of the team over the year and the team's success. But at the moment, he's just not at those levels and that's why the loss of Antonio Cholak and the goals that he's bringing as, albeit not as much recently but he's been a goal threat and when he's got chances he's put them away whereas Alfredo's been getting chances good chances that he would normally have buried he's now been passing them up I mean the, the optimistic outlook you know the glass half full view and things would be despite all that what a chance this is to prove that you're the main man your team needs you tomorrow your managers need you the fan needs you you won't you you will start the game you, unless something drastic happens. I can't imagine he really doesn't. There's no even a like for like to replace him. You maybe need to shuffle things around as the match went on. Can that be the type of environment that he, th- he thrives on? Well, he, he needs to. It's as simple as that because I don't know what the injury to Cholak is. It says after the World Cup again that we've heard that a lot coming out. Yeah, I don't uh, think I don't think it's anything serious. But so again, we have. As, so if, if Cholak is available for Hibs on the fifteenth of December. Uh, this is Alfredo's chance to put a little bit of doubt into Gio's mind and stake a claim for the jersey when that comes along yeah don't forget you can get your calls in right now 01419511025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB so get your thoughts over uh, to the guys we are fast approaching time for Beat the Pundit of course but I'm pretty sure uh, that we can squeeze one more in have we got Billy on the line I think we do why is this screen go there we are Billy how's it going what's your take on this news today Hi, how you doing? Thank you for bringing me on the show. Pleasure. Um, I just, I just really want to know um, what the panel think. What is happening with Rangers' training program? And uh, so many, so many players picking up injuries and all the rest of it. And uh, I know Alfredo's going to be obviously the, the choice striker for the morrow. But I really don't think Alfredo Morelos is interested in being. Being at Rangers anymore, he knows. Come the end of the season, he's away, and I think come uh, January he's going to sign a pre-season contract with somebody. Um, Two parts to that. Let's put the first one to you, Kenny. Is it autumn? Is it is the link between number of injuries and bad training 
there for you? I mean, what, why did I don't uh, think it can understand be. why people make I'm, that leap? Of course, because what you don't know, like when when you, there's uncertainty of what actually goes on, when you don't have a factual kind of input on what's what's happening. What I would say is, when you've got the amount of games that Rangers have had, these players will be recovering. Light training, preparing and going again for a game And the same thing will happen the next two or three days So in regards to being overtrained Or, or maybe training at a different intensity Again this is only me because I don't know What goes on behind the, uh, the doors at Murray Park But I could only say that, that There's not been a lot of time for Giovanni to train It's literally recover, prepare and game And that's the way it's been for the, for the first three months of the season for him So I wouldn't put too much emphasis on What's been going on at the training ground What I would put that emphasis on is, is how they're playing you know, that's that's the one thing I would say. Well, what does go on there? Because of what you're seeing on the pitch is maybe not exactly the level of performance that you should be seeing for a Rangers team. But in relation to injuries, I would say no because there's been so many games, and it's and maybe that's that feeds into it. Again, I talked about it last week with the the Champions League and the games getting congested before this World Cup break. There's been a lot of games mm. that Rangers, Celtic, and Hearts have had to play in uh, in this short space of time before this break. So maybe that feeds into it rather than the training. See, see the second part of that, Hugh. I'm always at. And Kenny will undoubtedly know about this situation Billy's concerned Alfredo Morelos is not interested And therefore what type of performance will he put in tomorrow Surely Alfredo Morelos either Needs to attract a new club to come and buy him In January or the summer uh-huh. Or he's probably now at the stage where he needs to convince Rangers That he's worth a new long term contract on good money So is it, is it really in his interests to, to not <laughs> to Try and turn up and show what he can do? Of course uh, I don't know who would take Alfredo Morelos right now I still don't think he's fit uh, he, he still looks as if he's carrying weight And uh, as Kenny has said earlier on the, the, the lethal chance taker isn't there anymore um, So I don't know who would take him uh, It certainly wouldn't be for good money uh, He's dragged his heels As has Ryan Kent With regard to the contract extensions They have been offered uh, if both leave the club at the end of the season And Rangers get no money for them Then it reflects badly on Rangers And the way they've conducted that business They've hung on to Morelos for too long Likewise Kent um, But if he has anything at all about him And I include Kent in this as well If they have anything at all about them They'll want to demonstrate it tomorrow But in recent weeks of showing nothing Thank you Billy Sorry it was short and sweet We're a bit late already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Come on then Beat the pundit time We've got a nasty scenario On our hands We're staring At a clean sweep For the pundits this week I cannot have that That will ruin my weekend So seriously Get on here And spoil it for them On this Friday night It would be brilliant If you take it to the last night and then we get a victory for the listeners. So come on, 0141 951 1025. And the lines close at 7, so be quick. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here. It's 0141 If you missed the first hour, there will be no prizes for predicting that VAR and Offside and Jota in particular featured heavily of course we were just hearing from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as well no Antonio Cholak tomorrow uh, how big a day is it for Alfredo Morelos and again Rangers fans I mean I try and word these things differently I don't mean to sound like the broken record but how big is this one? Does, does, does this one have any knock-on effects for managers or anything else or is it just business as usual until the World Cup Regardless of what happens tomorrow How do you see that picture 
Going into the weekend 01419511025 Do pick up the phone right now And let us know And we'll play this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football it is Beat the Pundit time I think I'm right Producer Chris We don't not had any Victories for the listeners This week Which is a real shame There's nothing I, Nothing that ruins My week more Especially when it's like DL Bartley These are not the guys You want to see win You two I can take A bit more But they two honestly Do my head in Quite frankly So um, let's see What's going to happen Tonight Glenn's in Thornley Bank How's it going Glenn? I'm good How are you? Do you have a preference Glenn? Who, who, what's the What's the belief out there? Who's Gives you the better chance of winning out of Hugh and Kenny. Uh, I'd say I want to play against Kenny. No offence, Kenny. Well, I'm taking. Maybe he's Glenn's a Rangers fan. Maybe he's, maybe you were his hero Aye, or something <laughs> like that. All right, heads as Hugh tails. It will be Kenny. Sorry, Glenn. It's heads. It's Hugh Keevans up against Glenn and Thornley Bank. So what we do is give Hugh Keevans some Clyde two to listen to, just so that he can't hear what's going on in here. I'll turn it up nice and loud for him, Glenn. You've got thirty seconds. It's pretty simple I know you've never played before But you just answer as many as you can And you pass if you don't know Okay? No worries Top man 30 seconds on the clock then Your time starts Now Which current Rangers player Joined from Genk in 2020? Hadji How many goals did Celtic score In the Champions League group stages this season? Three Name the only SPFL player In the Wales World Cup squad Pass which Scottish Premiership side have been awarded the most penalties this season? Aberdeen. How many SPFL sides have City in their name? Uh, three. Name any Scottish side that competes in the Angus Derby. Aberdeen. Okay, let's bring back Hugh Keevans. Can you hear us, Hugh? I can. Good. 30 seconds on the clock. Same set of questions. Time starts now. Which current Rangers player joined from Genk in 2020? Um, pass How many goals did Celtic score in the Champions League group stages this season? Four Name the only SPFL player in the Wales World Cup squad um, Dylan Levitt Which Scottish Premiership side have been awarded the most penalties this season? Um, Celtic How many SPFL sides have City in their name? Three What's the verdict Glenn? Have you done enough? Tight. Tight, it's tight. Sure. It's tight. It's tighter than an offside call. Do we need to get VAR involved? Let's hope the technology's working. My goodness, Yanis Hadji joined from Gink oh. in 2020. Glenn goes one nil up. How many goals did Celtic score in the Champions League group stages this year? Don't do this to me, Glenn. Don't try and argue that it's three because one of them was an own goal. It's still four, isn't it? It's four. Oh. Did Celtic score four? So um, Jota get two. Jackie Marcus. And there was that own goal in there as well So it's an equaliser for Hugh Keevans Who then goes in front And Glenn Going to hold my hands up here Got to take responsibility for this And I, this is something I need This is growth for me I need to start doing better at this We just discussed Dylan Levitt during the break Being in the Wales squad That's the only reason he knew it Kenny and I gave him it on a plate And he's gone in front However The Scottish Premiership side That's been awarded the most penalties Is Aberdeen oh. Why do we never get any calls Saying that there's a Pro Aberdeen conspiracy out there. No, never happened. No. Anyway, um, two I forgot, all. I forgot Angie's quote. We only get penalties in training. To all, how many SPFL sides have City in their name? What would your guess be, Kenny? It's only one now. It's only one. Elgin City, because they've now FC Edinburgh, aren't they? Oh, yeah. no. They'll rebrand. So Elgin City. You both said three. You're both wrong. 
Which means it all comes down to the last question Hugh didn't get there Glenn So if you get this right You're the winner Name any Scottish side that competes in the Angus Derby Or Broth, Montrose, Forfar Or Brecon Glenn You've gone Aberdeen You've given me Aberdeen twice And unfortunately it was good for one of them Not so good on the other And you know what that means Tiebreaker time mm. What a way to settle on a Friday Brilliant. To decide if it's going to be a clean sweep for Yeah I'm getting pundits. involved I or not Right okay Here's the script Glenn I'm going to read the question I'll get Hugh to write his answer down I'll then invite you To give me your attempt Okay Sounds good I love these ones How many goals have been scored In the Scottish Championship So far This season How many goals have been scored In the Scottish Championship So far this season Give me your attempt Please Hugh Okay Glenn uh, 72 Oh my goodness Both of you What's going on? How many games have we played? 14 You've both Miles off But I think I've spoiled the surprise Because Hugh's gone for 89 You've gone 72 I feel guilty even giving him this Because the answer's 201 Oh Oh my goodness Kenny Miller wrote down 208 Well done to you Unfortunately Glenn You are Both horrendous Hugh was just slightly Less horrendous at the tiebreaker And he is the winner Cheers. Hard lines, Len. Take Sorry care. Sorry about that, Glenn. Yes, no scruffy, worries. scruffy, 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 scruffy win. Let's scrap it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. will take that Paisley tomorrow. 89. Well, <laughs> what do you want? It's I got the it most wrong. entertaining. It's the most entertaining league out I'll there. I'll tell you what to do. You go to the monitor and mm-hmm. find out who won there. <laughs> ah, but who was recording it, though? Kenny Miller. Ah, but has he recorded it right? He recorded it to the best of his ability. That's not what I asked. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SS. I haven't lost for ages, I have to tell you. I mean, it might be scruffy, scrappy, it's and then you both, you yeah. know, we're on a, a, yeah. right, a right run. Yeah, I must admit, the Friday team is a, it's a strong team strong against, unit, against, all, against all odds. Um, but yeah, I must admit, you're, you're doing not too badly. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get your thoughts in. We are looking ahead to a big weekend. Here's one for you, St. Mirren fans. Where are you? Uh, are you worried that your manager leaves for Luton? That's certainly been a bit of speculation The bookies are having a bit of it Please gamble responsibly Now he's got a big job in his hands tomorrow of course He's going to want to uh, get something at home to Rangers Just like he did to Celtic a few weeks back But are you worried overall that he could be tempted away? Do you think firstly he will be a target for Luton? And secondly uh, how tough would it be to hang on to him if that is the case? St Mirren fans pick up the phone and let us know Let's bring in Jim who's a Rangers fan Jim, where are we tomorrow then? Again, does it roll on? Does Giovanni Van Bronckhorst need to win this? Or is it not like that for you? To me, it's not like that because if you look back when Stephen Gerrard came in, Stephen Gerrard got to within touching distance of Celtic at the break, at the winter break. He was one point behind with a game in hand. Went to Kilmarnock and got beat. Next season, he was actually in front, went to Hearts and got beat. Hamilton came to Ibrox and took points off us. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the fans just don't appreciate. This man took us to two finals last year. One we won, one we should have won by right. a stupid penalty kick. Give the man a break. He's got a list, an enemy, a injury list the length of your arm. But Jim, it's quite straightforward. 
If Rangers were to lose tomorrow And Celtic win Later in the day Against Ross County The gap becomes 10 points At that point Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Tenure Is over You disagree with that though Jim You think he survives tomorrow regardless? I think so Kenny? I think he has to now I mean I agree with, with what Hugh says I really do I think it would be really really tough uh, If there was a loss Or even a draw on the cards And they fall 9 or 10 points behind Celtic But The noise is coming out of the Ibrox this week That Giovanni will, will be here you, you, don't detect be, an, uh, you don't detect any desire to change or It doesn't sound like that from uh, uh, Coming out of the Ibrox So it's, they've made that statement before the Hearts well, I know mm. it's not an official I mean, statement yeah. But it's the noises that are coming out that he'll be backed And, and they believe he's the right man to turn it around uh, So it would be strange if you then went back on that uh, Maybe it would have been better done that after the two wins Against Hearts and hopefully against St Mirren for Rangers But uh, the uh, words have been spoken And it looks like Giovanni will see at least past this break And, and get the chance to uh, turn it around Seven points at the moment the leagues are not handed out in, in November on seven point uh, deficits mm-hmm. or, or seven point uh, leads. So it's a chance for Giovanni's going to a chance to regroup, recover the players, get the players back fit, do some work on that training and hit the the next stage of the season running. I mean, Hugh, the, the word if does a lot of heavy lifting, clearly, because Rangers, regardless of where Rangers are at, they go to St Mirren, big favourites. That's just the way it works here. And they may well beat St Mirren the way they beat Hearts the other night. Um, but, but again, if. If it wasn't to go to plan, you 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 just think that's too much. You think that's that has to be the final straw. I mean, you did say that last week. Not just you. Lots of people would have said that ahead of the the trip to Perth, because, wouldn't they? Because that's where Giovanni is at the moment. The Champions I League mean, is run. he though? That's what I mean. Like your opinion versus the reality for him. If if he lost tomorrow and Celtic won, and the gap was ten points. He could not, under any circumstances, survive that. In my opinion. And I will say at the same time, he could win Paisley and Ross County could get something at Celtic Park. And that's not out with the bounds of possibility. Ross County did for Neil Lennon as Celtic mm. manager. Both the Celtic team tends to look as if they're in a stronger place than that one did the way. Well, uh, you know, they, they lost to St Mirren early in the season. Uh, they got out of jail at McDermott Park with Giacomacus' late goal. Got out of jail against Dundee United last week When they suddenly went 2-2 with three minutes to go uh, And to their great credit Came back uh, and scored not one but two goals But Ross County, two wins on the bounce Will go to Celtic Park feeling good about themselves However, that's the intrigue surrounding tomorrow If Giovanni Van Bronckhurst lost I could not see him survive if Celtic won and the gap was 10 points because everyone will say, do it now and you have until the 15th of December to get a new man in. Now, I have no wish at all to see any man lose his job, but football works in a very simple way. If Rangers fall 10 points behind Celtic, there is no way back. 01419511025 is the number that Jim dialed. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate your time. Let's swiftly move on to Martin, who's a Rangers fan. What's your take on, on where things stand at the moment, Martin, and, and looking at the importance of tomorrow? To, to be honest, for me, the season's over. Even if we go and win tomorrow, and then when the break happens to come back when a couple of games, I can't personally see us beating Celtic this year. Celtic are too fast, they're too rampant, they're on unstoppable train, I have to admit. Um, and I don't fancy our chances against them in the remaining what three matches that we have against them, not playing the way we are. 
within the cleated squad that we have. And that's the point I've been trying to make with um, our injury list is just shambolic. Um, Olsen, the guy who seemed untouchable in terms of injuries, is now injured. Um, and I do believe it's something to do with training. Um, I read an article and I heard about how Gio likes to focus on more on the ball play than the actual fitness. And I'm not saying fitness, he's not doing fitness, but it's, it's really evident that they're not as fit as they were last year and focusing more on the on-ball stuff. But I can't see the fruits of that at all because we can barely string three or four passes together. There's no players taking ownership in the midfield looking for that pass in behind or out wide and that kind of stuff. It's always like, here, you take the ball, you decide what to do with it. Nah, actually, you know what, you take the ball, I don't want to play a forward pass. It's like the passing the bucks too much and no one's taking ownership. Um, I'm sorry to say, I would prefer Gio left and we had a new manager and to prepare for next year because this one is gone. So, you, I mean, you on one hand though, Martin, you mentioned the injury list. If that, I mean, presumably some of that, a lot of that, I don't know, will clear up between now and the end of the World Cup or certainly going into January. You don't think that's enough to at least make a dent in the, the seven points? No, personally, no, because the, the most of the team, I mean, apart a few exceptions, you're still with your, your Kench, your Tav, McGregor's, um, you've got um, Arfield in there, uh, you've got your mainstays from last year who are a shadow of themselves. If we can't get our regular team players to look interested how can you expect any other ones to look interested uh, Kenny what do you make of that then because I feel like if there is a faith from within Ibrooks that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is the man a lot of that must hinge on this assumption that things improve when players come back mm. uh, but, but Martin doesn't seem convinced that that's the automatic fix I, I don't think it is the automatic fix because I mean for me at the moment you've got Goldson out who would who would play? Uh, try to think it. Cholak, obviously, now that he's injured, yeah, I, I, I would assume that he would play. And Tom Lawrence, I think those three are absolute guarantees that they would play if they were fit. But they were playing, and Rangers were still. I think they were playing a little bit better. But I think Tom Lawrence is a huge loss because it's for me, it's not so much. Goldson's a loss defensively, no doubt about it, and he has been. But it's how the attack has been a cause for concern against St Johnston, against Livingston, particularly most recently. They're not really created too many good chances for for the like to go and win the game and win the game like a Rangers team should, uh, particularly at home. Uh, so that would be I think Lawrence has been a big loss, but I think I think when they come back, there is definitely going to be improvements because they're missing. But based on what we've seen so far, I have to agree with Martin that it's, it's a stretch to imagine Rangers going on this real win and run, dealing with Celtic come uh, uh, January as well and getting back into this title race the way they're playing at the moment but that doesn't mean to be said with some really good work in, and it's going to take a lot of work you know uh, and repairing injuries repairing actually belief and confidence in the team as well and coming back this is after this is assuming that they win tomorrow in Paisley and coming back and really attacking that next set of fixtures leading into the Celtic game so it can happen but I think it's really important to do get the players back and I'll go back to it again for what I've heard and read this week Giovanni's going to be the guy you know, whether it's right or wrong, and listen, fans, I'll, I'll debate that point. You've heard, I think it was Jim was, was backing Gio, saying give him time. Martin saying he may maybe prefer it. And again, both have got like valid opinions and valid views on it, but it looks like he's going to be in charge. So I think getting players back, getting the work done, and performances to get back into it absolutely need to improve. Martin, what do you think about the absence of Antonio Cholak tomorrow and we assume the fact that Alfredo Morelos would replace him? Uh, the last 
last two games, Joe Axis have been quite as much as he's got a fantastic goal return since he came here, his last two games have been a bit disappointing. I think this is an opportunity for Morelos to step up and show what he used to be capable of and say, you know what, this is my opportunity to show the manager that I still deserve a place in this squad. Because I love Morelos, I've loved him since he's first come in the club. He's a fantastic player. He's lost his way a wee bit. I don't know if it's confidence or he dies elsewhere. I don't know the reasoning, but I'm just hoping tomorrow he can marks his club comeback, but he's like, I'm still here type thing. Yeah, well, you set up to be a cracker, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, the, the 12.30 kick-off, the tension... Um, like Sunday at McDermott Park uh, Rangers did not rise to the occasion they can't afford a similar performance against St Mirren um, because I, I do have to it's a cruel game but it's the game we have if Giovanni Van Bronckers falls 10 points behind tomorrow there is no way back mm. for him there can't be the Rangers fans won't stand for it uh, Some might, Jim might He was on earlier saying he doesn't think it matters yet Well I'd, Jim's entitled to his opinion But there won't be many yeah. like Jim uh, Thanks Martin 01419511025 St Mirren fans I'll ask you again Are you worried that Stephen Robinson would leave Will leave for Luton Town He's focusing on the game tomorrow As you would expect him to say uh, What's your take on that situation? Is it one that worries you? Do you not see it happening? What about the game tomorrow? Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here We're about to hear from Stephen Robinson He's got a big job in his hands tomorrow At home to Rangers And of course there's speculation linking him With a move away from St Mirren to Luton So we'll hear from him in a second If you've any thoughts St Mirren fans Now would be a good time to share them 01419511025 You can tweet at Clyde SSB And I will quickly give you A teaser for tonight To just keep you going through To the end of the show I love this one Because this list looks nothing like What I thought it would That's all mm. I'm going to say The Pony sent it in Can you name 11 Scots With two or more Champions League goals so I'd imagine this is like sort of group stages proper um, Looking at the, the numbers involved Can you name 11 Scots With two or more Champions League goals? Me, me. Say that again into me. the mic this time It's you again You're to see me beyond the I'm teaser every yeah. Friday And here we are So I've learned something new tonight There is no Scotsman Who has scored more Champions League goals than you Is that uh, right? Did you know that? that? I did not Well if his list isn't You can blame him Don't blame me yeah. I'm Wait, looking at this list I'm all congratulating You've got five <laughs> Yeah there is no Scotsman with more than five Champions League. When did it become the Champions uh, League? 92 90. McGregor? No. No. Brian McClear? Nope. Uh, Super Alley? Yeah, he's got four. Well done. Uh, Barry Ferguson? No. Ian Ferguson? <laughs> did I give that away with the tone <laughs> of my voice? Uh, Ian Ferguson is on there. He's got two. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thanks to the pony for sending it in to full time. At Clyde1.com He wants to know Can you name 11 Scots With two or more Champions League goals Kenny Miller's got five Ali McCoy's got four Ian Ferguson's got two So let's see how you get on With them Between now and The end uh, Of the show Let's hear from Stephen Robinson Hopefully it's the right clip This time Because we got it wrong With Gio earlier uh, He has been speaking today Ahead of that game Against Rangers but he says all his focus is on that Despite being linked to the Luton job He loved his time there as a player uh, And he says it's just a compliment when you're ever linked elsewhere 
It's credit to the players and the staff that you get linked with jobs. But listen, I'm focused on a very hard job here. You know, we are trying to overachieve and fight against the odds, and that's what we're doing every week. And we're we're doing that with the best of our ability. So my concentration is solely on that. Did you enjoy your time there as a player? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. You know, we got promotion. Um, nothing but brilliant memories from Luton. Still got friends there. Um, still speak to a lot of people from there. But it's um, as a player, yeah, great football club. You know, was delighted to see them get promoted. But um, that's not a correlation between management and playing. If you're getting linked with jobs, you're doing something right. We're joint fifth. We're on a point of fourth, I think. I'm right in saying. So it's um, it's credit to everybody here. You know, obviously I get the blame when it goes wrong and the credit when it goes right. But there's a lot more people involved in in the whole picture. Um, so. We'll take it as a compliment, but we'll, we'll solely focus on the job in front of us. Is that one St Mirren fans should be worried about you? I'm not sure about that. Um, Nathan Jones would be big boots to fill at uh, Luton. He was a charismatic figure for the fans there. Um, and it, I would guess it would be some time ago since uh, Stephen Robinson played for Luton. I, I don't think there's any correlation as he put it mm-hmm. between having been a Luton player and uh, today's event so well, please tell us what you think St Mirren fans 01419511025 um, it, oh, when it's at that early stage you don't you have to be honest and say you, you, you never really know how strong the, the link is but I mean is it there as soon as it appears on bookies lists yeah. and whatever I, I people start was, talking uh, about it I think when Jones left to go to Stoke I think there was a, another link for, for Stephen there to, to go to Luton so I think it's, it has been there before as well. So again, how strong yeah. the link is, I don't know. But you know, you know how before. the English scene works. I mean, do they automatically think close to home? Well, listen, some, I think a lot of teams have, of, of late have been kind of promoting for within. You know, there's mm-hmm. maybe there's a, been a succession plan within the clubs to to promote, whether it be the 23s, 20s, whatever it is, even assistants potentially getting jobs. But again, it's not. I don't think there's any. Preferred approach I think each club Will have their own process That they go through The bit that the St Mirren fans Maybe don't want to hear If I'm going to Forecast your answer correctly If that link is strong And if there is an offer there Is that going to be hard For me to turn down I, I, I could be wrong on this Rick. I'm completely Off the top of my head I just can't remember Too many I stress that Too many Of our so called Smaller teams managers Getting a job Ninth in the championships I could no. pick a job Would it not It'd yeah, be a course. great job and that's why I think they'll look closer to home And with no disrespect to Stephen Robinson I, I don't think their thoughts will automatically turn to Scotland Would he be able to turn something like that down, Kenny? Well, I think it would depend on a lot of things You know, there's loads of things that feed into this situation I mean, you've seen <clears throat> potentially Michael Beale turning wheels down A few mm. weeks back, you know From being an assistant manager to going taking a manager's job I think he's got his, his 20 games into a season and he's got 18 I think it was at the time and he's been offered a Premier League job so and he turned it down you know so there'll be a lot of things that feed in when you when you have initial conversations with the club that'll be the, the, the ambitions align is he going to have the abilities to do things that he would want again these things could be bringing players in if he feels he needs it it could be bringing staff in I know managers that have been taking jobs even in the last few months that have not actually been able to bring their own staff in and things so it's, well, there's a lot of things that feed in yeah, uh, but it would be a big turndown if he was to, if he it's, did get that opportunity. It's flattering for Stephen Robinson, of course mm. it is to be even mentioned in dispatches. But ninth in the championship, they'll be looking for, with the greatest respect, a bigger name. Sorry, Stephen, if you're listening, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Does he now have the blueprint for tomorrow, though? Having been. Well, well, it will be. It's the shock result of the season so far with St Mirren beating yeah. Celtic and Paisley, and 
Look, Celtic are obviously going to have a lot of the ball, but I mean, they were good for it in in, in many ways that day. Is yeah. that just about replicating that tomorrow, for well, Stephen Robinson? Yeah, first of all, you've got a Rangers side who are in dire need of all three points. Absolutely dire need. I thought that Celtic, and again, this takes nothing away from St Mirren, who were worthy winners against Celtic, worthy winners. But I thought that Celtic were complacent from the off. You could have said to yourself 10 minutes into that game they are nowhere near it today and that persisted all day long yeah I mean Kenny it's been a bit of a mixed bag of course I think well do you know what it's been a mixed bag for every single team in the league really apart from Celtic at the top you, you look at St Mirren they, they were on that run um, a few sticky results of late so you just you wonder if that impacts anything or does it become the old the old sort of free hit if you like I mean the last three have obviously been disappointing The 3-0 at Easter Road The 3-2 at Dingwall And then getting pegged back late To draw with St Johnston um, Can you see them causing Rangers problems? I can I can if, if they set up properly And I think Stephen will have them absolutely drilled That not only have they got the blueprint From their game against Celtic I think if you look at how Livingston approached the game at Ibrox If you see how St Johnston approached uh, the game uh, last week They'll probably play a similar way to what St Johnston did as well in terms of a shape. So it'll be they can cause problems. They can frustrate. That's for sure. It's going to be up to Rangers probably to have a. I mean, they will have a lot of the ball. Can they break a, a stubborn defence down? Can they keep the back door shut as well? Because they've got guys up front that can cause you problems in St Mirren's team. So the one thing's for sure: Stephen Robinson's played against Rangers many times. You know, so he knows exactly what he's going to be facing. Albeit they're, they're maybe not full strength or even firing on all cylinders, he'll know how to play against them and he'll know the threats that they pose. But uh, there's no doubt. I think he'll have them set up properly. I mean, they were that last minute goal sent them for fourth down to eighth. You know, that's how tight it is. So uh, I mean, they've had a fantastic start to the season, St. Mirren again. The old cliche Their season won't be defined About match against the old firm It'll be against all the teams That were looking mm-hmm. around That league behind us That are around them uh, But I still think They can cause problems Rangers rightly so favourites But they can cause them problems Yeah um, It'd be a fascinating match Tight Rangers just don't Put away opponents In the league uh, With any great certainty um, So With Cholak out Morelos in All the spotlight on him uh, but Rangers at the back as well with uh, Leon King and Davies. Um, you know, the, the chances there. Mark O'Hara in that St Mirren side. What's what a goal, goal he scored. Yeah. For me, that's the goal of the season so far. He also scored against Celtic. Um, St Mirren will fancy it, but the golf should still be, in spite of all Rangers' ups and downs, the golf should still be hmm. too big for St Mirren to, to get. To, to, to Make up close that Okay, uh, let's bring in Kevin, who's a Celtic fan from Castle Milk. What's on your mind tonight, Kevin? How you doing, lads? Uh, before I get to my point, the thing that got me earlier on was a Motherwell fan that came on and said Celtic fans should just let it go about Jota's goal. Mm-hmm. Then proceeded to talk about the last three weeks Motherwell played. So it was a bit of irony um, in his part. Ah, no, no I know. Well, don't do as I do. Do as, as I, I say. That's the yeah, the, exactly. The, I think I think what he was trying to highlight, Kevin, is and that believe it or not, even though where my allegiances lie, I don't have a problem with this. It's a supply and demand thing. But obviously, when there's a big decision involving Celtic and Rangers, we speak about it for weeks, but we don't speak about Motherwell ones or St Mirren ones or Livingston ones, do we? No, I. But but why say forget about it and then bring up the previous three weeks? That's that's just a. But that's not my main point. Okay. 
My main point was See if they didn't have the clear video evidence for VAR mm-hmm. Why not just go with the linesman's decision? The no. linesman gave it his onside No he didn't No You've got it wrong linesman- Gave it offside Gave it offside yeah I thought he'd give it his onside Nope So why did they keep playing then? What do you mean? They, they kept playing until he scored but that's, what you do now, but that's what you do now isn't it Because VAR's there It's frustrating as anything Don't get me wrong But you wait to see you know what, what happens in the end up So if you watch it back and I, I don't even know what, what highlights are available I must admit But from at the time When the ball goes in the net Then the flag goes up to say that he thinks it's offside Then the It's offside Say that again sorry Or has he been told in his earpiece that it's offside For somebody who maybe never seen it well, I must admit, Kevin, that if if there's a, if they're quick enough to do that, then they're much smarter and much more talented than any Scottish football fan gives them credit for. It's just what you do. It's just what you do now, Kenny. You, That's exactly you wait, what you do. and the you flag wait, goes up. You see the action either die or it doesn't come to maybe a conclusion, but it fizzles out, and then he'll indicate whether he felt it was offside or not. And he did. He indicated mm. that Jota was offside, and then had it went again from inconclusive footage or any angles, then it would have been offside anyway as it was given. A wholly separate issue, which because I'm waiting for this to happen with this new guidance, where, just as an example, Jota, the refer- the assistant thinks it's offside. He knows it's it's offside, but he's not putting his flag up because he's been told to delay. But then a Motherwell defender races back, clatters Jota, injures him, and that could have been prevented if the flag had gone up. But that's across the board. Remember the the worst I've seen was Ukraine, Scotland. Remember yep. how many times Ukraine went through. We waited, waited And there was a few coming together in that game Then the flag went right. up Yeah, yep. Porteous has clashed yep. with the keeper Anyway um, So Kevin, ultimately if they if they had Because you're If You're saying if they didn't have the conclusive angle um, The SFA The technology providers they, they feel they do have a conclusive angle Whether you agree with that or not That's fine I won't try and change your mind It's a bit late in the day Um but they do think they have a conclusive angle And then you're right If it all malfunctioned If there was no conclusive angle On any of the cameras It still wouldn't have been given Because the linesman put his flag up There's not a chance the linesman can see that Because he's on site Right but um, You've now changed your tune though Kevin First of all you actually thought that he gave it on site But he didn't And now you've decided that you know that he can't think that it was offside. So, oh, let's look at what we've got here Kevin We've got an assistant Referee who thinks that it was offside We've got a VAR system that thinks it was offside I, I don't know what You know at what point then do we just say Well Kevin and Castlemilk says it's not No it's not just me that said it's not Celtic obviously didn't think it was Or else they wouldn't have went to the SFA with it. Well actually I think you'll find That Celtic's main gripe Like a lot of people Was more about process Why was that angle missed Why was the angle shown How did it get there I I think you're wrong on that Kevin I don't think Celtic are complaining to the SFA Because they think it was onside Well that's your opinion mm, Okay without saying too much It's a fairly informed opinion If you, if you know what I mean Right okay Kevin to go back to the point you made about the Motherwell fan Celtic won the game And Ange Postacoglu has Paid tribute to his team for The eight game Unbeaten run that they're on now and complimenting them for getting those figures while playing in the Champions League. So I'm not saying Celtic shouldn't ask for clarification, but Celtic aren't saying the goal was onside and you know why wasn't it given? 
Celtic are asking for clarification about process, uh, about why there was no uh, view from the the Celtic side of the park, and they were taking a a view from sixty yards away. So that's Celtic's prerogative; they can do that, and they they've got the reply in the form of an SFA statement. But it's time to go on and concentrate in Ross County, is it not? I I fully agree. I fully agree that Celtic I thought were denied a still more penalty at Tynecastle. I agree that uh, Alessandro Bernabe had a ridiculous penalty given against them against Dundee United. Sometimes though, the decision's been given, they say he's offside, and now it's about Ross County, surely. And the irony of this one is it's supposed to be fact, but my goodness, we've landed ourselves in a as a lot of sticky moments with that phrase this week I think we would agree on that thank you Kevin though it was nice to hear from you any more on this teaser we're looking for 11 players that have two or more Champions League goals Scottish players so you've got Kenny Miller on 5 Ali McCoyst on 4 Ian Ferguson on 2 Chris Collins nope Sean Maloney nope oh. Ian Durant he's joint with you on 5 would you believe uh, I've got Lee McCulloch yeah he's got a couple as well Charlie Adam couple as well Darren Fletcher A couple as well And we'll get the rest next I'm out Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here 0141 951 1025 uh, Let's quickly check in on this teaser See how you're getting on 11 Scots with two or more Champions League goals Kenny Miller is one He's got five Durant, McCoist, McCulloch, Ian Ferguson We've got Charlie Adam as well Oh sorry, yep uh, And Dan Fletcher Mm-hmm I think you gave me one during the break That was yep. a good one uh, Barry Robson Barry Robson Celtic fans, you'll remember those I'm sure One against Barcelona Yeah, I don't know who the other one was against mm. Team in Moscow Penalty comes to mind Was it a, was it a penalty? Yeah, I think it might have been Anyway, someone will correct me Because our listeners know everything What about uh, Stevie Naismith? No No Apparently Yeah, I thought he would maybe be on there as well what you got left Three Chris Boyd No Is it three uh, left is it Three uh-huh. left I think Okay yeah. we'll try and get them Before the end uh, Let's bring in Ian Who's a Partick Thistle fan On the line How big a game is this Tomorrow Ian uh, It's probably Break or break For our season I was on a few weeks ago After the race Rovers defeat Saying how we were In danger of, of, If we lost it Indeed we could Plummet down to seventh for a team who could have had they won their games up to this week, could have been eight points clear at the top. They're now seventh in the league. Uh, we're in free fall. We're giving goals away. The old saying in Glasgow, you couldn't keep Wayne's out of close, is probably sums up defence up. Um, I really don't know. I think the, it's time for a change of management, especially defensive coach-wise, because they're absolutely horrendous. We score a goal or two and then we just Capitulate Something needs to change Seriously I know we've got a few injuries But it doesn't excuse The the manner in which We're losing all these games Fact, What is it Is it 18 and 5 Is my arithmetic right 18 and 5 Hugh And uh, conceded yeah. 5 consecutive Barry uh, Robson scored Against Alborg by the way And it wasn't that penalty Anyway um, Back well, to well, the, the, the The season has been bizarre Because it started very well And Thistle were Scoring regularly and now, if I'm correct, Ian, that's four league wins, uh, four league defeats on the bounce. Uh, 
two up at home last week against Dundee, lose three two. Um, it, it's and also you're talking about free fall. It's free fall versus flying tomorrow because Dougie Emery has got Morton mm-hmm. moving exceptionally well. Uh, so I have to say from this distance, Ian. It looks like a stone wall home win to me. It's the number of goals conceded, though, isn't it? Like yeah. You can sometimes, especially if things don't go your way, you, you can find yourself losing a, f- a few games in a row, and it just you know, it just happens. And yeah. but I mean that that's a serious number of goals to be shipping over that yeah. period. Yeah, you're right. It's one thing to be losing consistently, but to be getting hammered consistently uh, is a real problem. So, you know, it will. <sighs> A decision would have to be made tomorrow. I I I love Ian McCall. I think he's a great mm. guy. But Ian was the first to say it's not a personality contest. You have to be providing results on the park, and a fifth successive league defeat would put a question mark against his name. However, Kenny, and I appreciate this could change tomorrow. But as we stand tonight, what's more relevant, right? Ian mentions being seventh in the table, which is factually correct, and I cannot take it away from. But what's also factually correct is that Partick are five points off top. Five. Six, is it not? No. Not sure. according to the table I've got in front of me. Okay, well, are we I'm looking at two I'm, different I'm, tables? I'm a different one. Right, okay. Six. But what also they've got is, is they're two points off the team in second who they play. So, uh, you know... It's so a, can it's you really, are you really in results. that stage yet? When, you're, when any manager loses, five games in a row or four at the moment? Five games four, in a row. Four, league, four five. League. One was Aberdeen one so was far. Aberdeen, yeah. yep. So four league uh, losses in a row. Once you get to five, like you says, and then sixes, it's a hard way back for any manager. But when you look at the table, the championship is so, so tight and so competitive that they're right there... Three wins in a mm. row They could find themselves back top you know, And they were, they were in that type of form At the it start is, of the it season It is six points This is a reputable website I'm on Which says Air 25 Partick 20 And oh, I've no. just opened my old, The old trusty app Correct. On the phone Very I saw well. you on that Correct. And it is indeed six points I'm going to get the Owner of this website contacted yeah, Can't yeah. be feeding false information like that But what he needs to do Is he needs to start winning games again Because they've got a good squad of players there That's for sure And they showed that in the early part of the season So another few, another couple of wins He's going to be right back up that, that table Challenging for the league again So I think it's I understand uh, the points But I, I just think it's maybe a mm. little bit premature For asking for a change What do you think Ian? Because maybe even that, So six points off top isn't a lot anyway But if we're talking about What would be acceptable You're, you're really... You're really two points off everyone else. Is that is it not a bit early to be worried? We're not behind one team. We're behind six teams. We would have to look for six teams yeah. to go losing games, and that's not physically possible. The number of teams in the league, so it's going to be very difficult to go above these teams. Dougie Emery and Patrick Thistle fans that are have a great love hate relationship, and he'll because of his time with uh, Clyde and Hamilton, they send an offset had against us because he gets so wound up. He'll have that Morton team absolutely buzzing tomorrow and he'll go out there and I, I actually think that Thistle could get a, a caning tomorrow. I really think it could be 3-4-0 quite easily. The way we, we can't defend and they're scoring goals. They're the ball form team in the league and I can see us taking another beating and I just wonder how how long do you wait until you, you change something at the club, you either change the defensive coaches or change the manager. He's had. He's been there for years, seasons and seasons now, and well, we're not making a lot of improvement. We started off well, but we're not consistent enough. We don't have enough central defenders. One, one injured, and the whole defence collapses. Ian, so, uh, you, just quickly, Hugh, Ian's certainly right about trying to claw teams 
claw back teams above them because Ayr are already one up at Hamilton Aki's inside three minutes well I think that will be a caning as well to use Ian's word Ian people talk about managers having goodwill in the bank does it, how much goodwill does Ian McCall have in the bank I think it's uh, it's getting it's, it's all getting used up all, all these good, good good feeling and all that all the goodwill the fans have towards them is draining away He's in danger of, of, of spoiling all the good work he's done in the past. I don't know, same happened with Alan Archibald. Alan Archibald was kept on too long, and the, the team ended up in dire straits. Uh, and it's, it looks as if it might be going the same way with Ian McCormick. To, to throw a best-case scenario at you, if he were to win tomorrow, what would you say? Um, I'll buy you a fish supper. Hey! You'd <laughs> be surprised. <laughs> Um, if the championship is your thing Like Ian Depoak and Yemi Top scorer on the championship He's the one That's got air one up uh, At Hamilton Aki's He's running away with the top scorer In that league at the moment He's well, one to watch out yeah, for Yeah I mean Roger Hanna is forever Oh he loves him doesn't he Talking about him Ayrshire's finest To be fair He and Lee Bullen the manager uh, They've lifted the whole place I feel for John Rankin and Hamilton Ackies tonight because he's under pressure, real pressure. The Hamilton fans quickly turn on their manager uh, and I, I just cannot see, even now, mm. and that's me helping them, even now I can't see Hamilton coming back from that. Oh, Someone's absolutely ruined it with the Barry Robson discussion. See his other goal? It was a header from a... Mark Wilson cross oh, Would you believe Can't assist. believe it That's the question Next week How many assists uh, Right okay You've got three more Scotsmen who've got Two or more Champions League goals Kenny Miller Ian Durant Ali McCoy Darren Fletcher Lee McCulloch Barry Robson Ian Ferguson Charlie Adam Kenny Vines Giving this a good go On Twitter You got anything for me Are they uh, all with Scottish clubs or No Actually. I've got the one With English club I think Dom Matteo Super But there's Ooh. another one With an Where English club uh, oh, does Richard Goff get two? He does. Oh, which means there's just one more to get. And who did he play for? I'm trying to think. Is this English? An English? He club? played for a couple of English clubs. Oh, Tottenham. No, he's played for Leeds and Liverpool, most notably. That's Domayo, you know. No, apart from him, another one Leeds and Liverpool. Yeah. You should definitely get this one. Ah, oh, should do then, yeah. Mm. Leeds, Liverpool it's not Leeds. Gary McAllister Gary Mack He's on my list as well Look there he's number 11 on the list Good teamwork Thank you Hugh Keevans Kenny Miller Thanks for all your calls Your tweets Your company Never taken for granted We really appreciate it tonight And every night So we're back tomorrow At Oh I was going to say 2 o'clock Out of habit oh, It's oh, a oh, nice oh. 6 hour special High noon A 6 hour special To send us on our way To a World Cup break In the Premiership Although we're not actually Taking a break So that will be good fun But join us at 12 o'clock tomorrow Guys in the studio, top team round the grounds, usual nonsense, and George is up next with the GBX.